This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and a shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of Satsa, Fedhasa and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our... Stretched along a narrow ribbon of land between towering mountains and a spectacular shoreline. That is Hermanus, surrounded by nature in her grandest style. Sitting on the edge of Walker Bay, this small coastal town offers a bewitching array of experiences from whales and great white sharks to the most diverse floral kingdom in the world. Mountain walks, pristine beaches, secluded forests, crashing surf, lagoons, and a hidden valley. So beautiful, it's named heaven on earth. Every year, thousands of domestic and international tourists flock to the shores of the gorgeous coastal town Hermanus, a popular spot for retirees. It is also internationally renowned for whale watching and proves to be the ideal holiday destination. Besides being one of South Africa's most loved tourist destinations, Hermanus has managed to maintain its quaint and tranquil atmosphere of years gone by. This gorgeous seaside town has a proud history dating back to the early 1800s when, the, when a man by the name of Hermanus Peters followed a path etched into the ground by a herd of elephants. Hermanus Peters was a traveling teacher and a shepherd who, growing tired of his locality, made the decision and pack up and try somewhere new. I love that Hermanus Peters was a fellow jet setter. He wandered south of Caledon along the Elephant Trail, and it ended up next to the sea where he discovered a, a fresh spring. He decided to set up camp here because of this spring and the fine grazing land the land provided for his livestock. This beautiful setting became known as Hermanus Petersfontein, directly translated as Hermanus Peters Fountains. Once farmers in neighboring districts began to hear of his success, they too began their journey to this new and fertile location. Many of the farmers only vacationed during the summer months, but they spent their time fishing whilst their wives and children spent many a happy day along the magnificent beachfront already starting to form itself as a fantastic holiday destination. Once the winter months set in, the farmers would return to their homes and the fishermen stayed. Fish was plentiful and men had great success in the ocean as it lapped the shores of this small town. The town was so beautiful and filled with fresh air that it was not uncommon for doctors to recommend somebody take a cure by taking a trip to the seaside town for their own patients' health. I think people still do that. It's quite phenomenal. In the late 1800s, the Harley Street Doctors of London discovered Hermanus as an excellent place 
for people with consumption, also known as TB, to recuperate. By the late 1920s, there were approximately 15 sanatoria in Hermanus for, to cater for those well-heeled early medical tourists. Hermanus's reputation grew and the san sanatoria changed into hotels. And before the Second World War, there was now a well-established international tourist trade in Hermanus. The residents of Hermanus fought strongly for their town to remain a sleepy, quaint seaside village, but then succumbed to modernization that was creeping up all around them. Contributors to the village feeling was William Hoy, who was a frequent visitor to Hermanus. Hermanus would never have had a magnetic observatory if there had been a railway line, and the scientific contribution to the world is certainly of as great importance as a trend-free Hermanus has become for many of the residents. We're chatting this afternoon to Linda Cheval. She is the general manager at Hermanus Whale Watchers. And Linda tells us that Whale Watchers in Hermanus is a boat-based whale watching company offering an exciting up-close and personal encounter with the Southern Light Whales, obviously in their most natural environment. And uh, the good news is that we have a couple, couple more months before whale watching season starts in June and ends in December. Linda hasn't told us anything about herself, so I'm going to let her start by telling us how this journey brought her to Hermanus Whale Watchers. Good afternoon, thanks for the invite. Um, I've been in whale watching for the past 30 years, I, I assume. I worked in Gaanspai, I've, I've, I've helped start the business there. So I've been doing whale watching and shark diving marketing for, for quite a while. And then this opportunity arise to, arose to, to come to Hermanus as the general manager of this company. So it was just another step forward in a, in a journey that I already know a lot about. So that's how I landed here. It's not too long. I've been here only for two months. But like I've said, in the industry, in the whale watching industry for quite for a number of years, for very long. Absolutely. And what wonderful preparation you've had to do this, Linda. <laughs> so just remind me, is this the big orange building? Yes. As you come up? Yes, it's a big orange building. When you enter the Amanus Harbour, on, yeah. your right, on your right-hand side. We didn't start there, though. We, we, when we started about um, 2011, we, we didn't even have a building. We had a, a, a small table and an umbrella. And that's how they started. They started with just getting the guests. They thought there wasn't even a budget for, for marketing, whatever. But we started with a boat and we started. You know what? I've actually done the, the whale watching on your boat. And I know the owner. So I have fond memories of doing that many, many years ago, probably seven years ago, pre-COVID, long before the world changed. So very fond memories of that experience. I'm, I'm very happy that you... And I really loved... So I had come from the um, Marine Big Five in Hans Bay, and we went through something called the, um, the washing machine. So if you can imagine the washing machine, you can imagine what that ride was like. And I was very green under the gills. And I went from there to actually... Uh, doing the very tranquil, tranquil boat trip, watching the whales on Hermanus Whale Watches, and it really calmed me down because I love the sea, but I can't handle it when it's so rough, you know? So 
It was really beautiful. Being, it, it, it is something to experience. It's not, it's not called the Cape of Storms for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely, Linda. So we're very excited for you to tell us all about Hermanus Whale Watches, what it is that you do, what offerings you have for our listeners. So the floor is yours, Linda. We do whale watching. In the, uh, whale watching is actually, um, we, we point the French whale watching, but we've got whales right through the year. Because we've got the, they call it the Brutus Wells, the Bride's Wells, in in the in the bay and along our coast right through the year. The whales, is that the really shy ones who don't That's come the out shy, often? Shy ones. Yes. Oh yeah, and this year they were not that shy. This year they actually were close to the boats. They didn't disappear, but it was also because we've got a lot of fish this year in the bay, and the the sardines and the little musk bunkers that they feed on. So we we even had gannets plunging into the water for the fish, and we've had uh, um, penguins, rafts of penguins, cape fur seals. So we've got we don't have the marine big five. That is a the, the ultimate experience. Is a beautiful marine big five in Hanspai because we do we do not have sharks, but we also had the, the whales, the three species of whales: the humpback whales, the the southern right whales, and the Brutus whales. The southern right and the humpback they they seasonal because the the humpback migrates to Mozambique to the warmer waters, and then the, the um, southern rights come here to mate and to and, and to cough. and that happens between June and July and, and November. I can remember times when even in January we had whales. We, we still did whale watching in Hanspai, but it really seemed to be shorter and shorter because end of November they this year they even this, uh, moved away sooner earlier. But mm. we've, we've got the, the, the dolphins. We, our area is really teeming. Not this whole Cape Whale Coast teeming with marine wildlife. We've got um, the, the humpback do, uh, dolphins. That's a shy, shy dolphin. And then we've also got the, the, the beautiful pots of common dolphins. That's with a boat. That's really spectacular. People love it. The guests love it. And the bottlenose. The bottlenose is the one that's gregarious, playful, whatever. So we, we see those bottles, those, those dolphins are always in this area. And that's why from December, after the whale-watching season, we offer marine boat trips until May, um, with a month in between, because then we prepare our boat for the new, new season. We, had, we have to do repairs. So that is basically what we offer. We've got a 36-seater boat which is with the curtains, it's covered, so you are protected. We've got an upper deck, elevated, where you can beautifully see the whole um, 360 view of the area. And uh, what I didn't mention, in uh, out of season, then we can go into the bay. Then we hug the coast and go walk away, which is beautiful. But then in season, we everybody's we've all got our uh, specific areas that we can work in. And then we will go to Suopis Club, we'll go further down, but, but a little bit deeper from the land. And But that is where the wells are. That is what we see. It sounds so wonderful, Linda. So when it's not whale watching season, what do you, what does the business do? That is the Marine Big Five. Not Marine Big Five, that's the Eco Marine trips that we offer. We offer the, the, the daily trips, always weather permitting, to, to take the people to see the whales, the Brutus whales, the, the, the dolphins, and the sea lights. We've got sunfish now as well, and uh, we've seen the sunfish on quite a few trips, we, uh, the, the penguins and the seals as well. Like I said, lots of the marine big five, but not the, not the shark, and not so 
um, um, close up. There are more. We don't have an island. We don't have Giza Rock. We do not have mm. an island where we can guarantee where they will be. But we still go look for, for them, find them, and it's a beautiful view. It's a beautiful trip. So we do our, our eco-marine trips, which is a little bit short. It's 90 minutes, not two hours. Every day, weather permitting. Linda, I would love to know what a typical day is like in the life of, of Linda Chevelle. But besides the, uh, apart from the whale watching, being the manager here, we also do, I'm also doing the marketing for the Hermanus Whale Festival, and I'm responsible for the Eco Marine tent. So that never stops because it's a, it's it a keep year. you out of mischief for many hours in a day, Linda. That's oh. quite a big festival. That's a, it's a massive festival. So it's a, it's a, and it's a year long process. Because you have to get your people, you have to do all the logistics as well, and you have to keep the thing going. My my strength and what I love most is writing the blogs, writing the articles, doing the social media, the, the videos uploads. So I do it for the well watchers and then also also for myself, uh, marine wildlife. I've got a marine wildlife um, website, and then the well festival, of course. Then all various others. Uh, local websites as well so i do uh, that is how my day that is how my day ends it's with all yes. it starts a busy day linda it starts with a crew because our crew is very dedicated they will go to the boat they will oversee the boat we will always repair we're always in the process of repairing or fixing or cleaning something and then uh, um if there's trips whatever trips we'll meet the guests we'll do our trip and then afterwards, we'll do just the plain course chores that's necessary for the next day. Fantastic. Linda, you know, we meet the most amazing people on our show. And I'm always interested to know what a typical day is like. And it's so phenomenal that you do so many things. You know, um, I wonder when there's no wells if all is quiet. And it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like you are super busy all of the time. Now tell me, Linda, when does the Hermanus Well Festival happen? The Well Festival this year is always the end of uh, September. The, that's when the schools, the school closes. We are that Friday, mm -hmm. Saturday, and sun, uh, Sunday. Um, in, uh, historically, it, the Friday was very quiet, but last year it was amazing. It was just, it was just as busy as the Sunday. So um, we are we, the end of. I think it's the 29th, the 30th, and the 1st of October, but it's the last weekend in, in October. Sounds amazing, Linda. You know, we were there two weeks ago. I have a very large group of friends. So 19 of us headed out to have Manus, and we had a big master plan. And then you will remember the weather was very bad, and it was raining. <laughs> so basically... We just um, we went to Benguela Cove and we yes, Burgundy for lunch and we had a lazy lunch, but we really wanted to come out on the boat. So you must please keep me updated because my friends would love to come out and go out on the boat, even if it's not specifically for whale watching, but just even the eco trip, you know. That's it's quite interesting because we were very disappointed. We went to the market, we did lots of shopping. My... Um, my home is still full of pomegranate that I bought <laughs> at the market. Beautiful. And um, 
all kinds of wonderful things which we picked up and we caused quite a stir because we're loud and we're noisy and we <laughs> <up>. so, <laughs> that's what we need that's what we need Jenny. that's what we need, we need. Uh, visible women so it was wonderful to be in harmonis and you know the only missing part in that was the the boat trip and everybody kept saying to me are you sure they won't go out and i said look at the weather girls it's not going to happen. It's really so overcast, and it was physically raining. Yeah. So um, the rain, the rain's not a problem because let me somebody just correct that as well, Janet. But the rain is not a problem, and with us especially because we let our curtains. We've got um, transparent curtains, so we let the, the curtains down. Whales actually communicate in foul weather. That is, the, then they breach. Then they in whales watching season. So it's a good thing. Mm. You dress just dress warmly. That is what you can do. But if there's wind, the wind is a problem. So yeah, yeah it was. We were hanging on to our jackets and hats no, because yes. it was bad. So we definitely owe Harmonis a, a revisit. Yeah. And now that we're meeting interesting women like yourself and um, others, we will definitely. Um, you know, I see we've got Jenny Bo Bo's Mayer mm -hmm. joining us. So lots of interesting women, and it's always good to meet local friends because we we look forward to all the hidden gems and the hot spots that you know that we can only dream about. So definitely a revisit to Harmonis is needed. Thank you. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> well, Linda, it's been most entertaining chatting to you. Thank you for sharing all of the work of Hermanus Whale Watchers. I send fond regards to the owner. And, uh, you know, we, um, we've been there a couple of times. And like I said, I've been out on that boat. So always beautifully maintained fleet. Uh, you know, I, I'm in fleet myself, but not, on the, not on, the, on the water, but on the road. So I always look for all those little things that say, okay, this is a well-maintained fleet. And I must say, the boats always look phenomenal. So thank you for making the service available to us and we will definitely be in touch when we're heading out that way again. Thank you, Janet. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, Linda. And wishing you a busy and happy day further. Much appreciated. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. We're chatting this afternoon to cool. artist Jenny Bowes Mayer, who is now Finn who started the Eastbury Cottage in 1995 when the cottage was at the bottom of the garden and became a popular stayover for guests and visitors in Hermanus. What a wonderful story. Over the next five years, due to demand, the property was developed into a four-star self-catering and B&B units, sleeping from two to four persons at a time. Eastbury Cottage, of course, dates back much, much further than that, it was built in 1899. In 1953, the house was renovated and extended extensively, making it into a gracious home in the now popular sub suburb called East Cliff. Interestingly enough, Jenny, I've been to East Cliff. And it's wonderful. So scenic. It's like your blood pressure just, you know, completely goes down and you're really relaxed. And all the green that you're surrounded by is just amazing. So, Jenny, lots of changes in the house, lots of additions, but I want you to tell us the story yourself. So, tell us what happened in 1953 and in 1997 and the changes that went with it. 
Right. Well, in 1953, there were uh, owners called the New Beggings, and apparently they were quite lani. So uh, they added on to the two-bedroom cottage. I think it was before the time that there were restrictions on um, heritage buildings. And uh, they transformed it into a large three-bedroom home. Uh, we bought it in 1922. Uh, sorry, uh, nine. 1992, and um, after that, uh, uh I became divorced in 1997 uh, and from that time onwards um, I had started the cottage in 1995 with the little cottage that was on the double plot and uh, then I realized well now I need to earn an income so um, uh, as we went along I altered the garage at the back which had a beautiful structure roof etc um, changed that into the garden cottage uh, and then as my boys left home um, so I changed their rooms um, I built upstairs and went double story and did a two-bedroom unit upstairs and uh, yeah so Eastbury has evolved over the last um, what is it uh, 28 years uh, and it's become very very popular um, we have guests returning every year we have our swallows coming out from um, uh, Europe and uh, England and the States who spend uh, in the months of September through to uh, the end of April. They come and spend at least uh, three months at a time. And uh, so, you know, we, we, we're very lucky in that um, we've become known and uh, we're very popular. Uh, and then I met Graham, my now hubby. I was very lucky to meet him. He's um, um, an ex-retired master mariner and uh, we bought the Mayflower um and renovated it and uh, then did so it was a labor of love jenny it was a labor of love all around <laughs> right. so now we have the port and the starboard upstairs which are two rooms and uh, so we started off taking the overflow from eastbury but um we've come to stand alone as well and and uh now we pass on accommodation to our other uh, group members. We have a WhatsApp group with about 123 members um, around Hermanus that uh, accommodation establishments. And when we fall, we pass on the accommodation. Uh, the Tourism Bureau is also absolutely amazing in the support that they give us. Uh, Frida and her ladies at the Tourism Bureau. So yeah, since COVID, um, it's only been an upward trend and um, we're very blessed. Jenny, I'm hearing you saying a couple of things. You're saying that collaboration and support is actually what helped you to navigate COVID. Phenomenal, because that is actually the key when you work with your organizations, your partners, etc. And I've also found that the trend is that people look to holiday for longer. I'm sure you're seeing that as well, where people come and spend longer periods of time. And they are, <clears throat> they've also become creatures of habit where they continue to come back uh, to the same place because they feel a level of comfort in a sense of almost like having their holiday home 
in South Africa, which is managed by Jenny. And um, that's a wonderful trend because it means that relationships have deepened post-COVID. I find that uh, pre-COVID people would come and they, they want to cover everything. They want to do everything and then just split off to the next place. But people have become more present. Are you finding that as well? That's very, that's very true, Janet. It really is very true. Um, and uh, yes, uh, the collaboration between all the accommodation uh, uh, partners that we have, as well as, um, as I said, the Tourism Bureau, and um, it's, it's really helped us get back on our feet again. It was very, very, very scary time uh, during Absolutely. COVID. A lot of places closed down, uh, especially the bigger places. Um, they had a really bad time and had to sell off equipment and sell off vehicles and uh, that sort of thing where, um, you know, we've, we've, we've managed to, to get through. The savings took a little bit of a knock, um, but we're getting back on our feet and uh, it's great. Well, it sounds wonderful. Now, what, how would you describe your accommodation, Jenny? What, what can we expect to see in the rooms? What are the little features that make it special? Uh, the rooms are, are we not a, we not neither establishment is chrome and glass modern minimalistic. We are more the cottagey, um, uh, homely, uh, away from her home, away from home type of style. Uh, we have twin beds in all our rooms, which can either, you know easily be made up into singles or um, uh, king size. We we do cater as well for a lot of business um, uh, people. Uh, and uh, we pack a breakfast into the fridges um, should they want breakfast. Um, the, the units are all equipped with uh, uh, uninterrupted power supplies, so we don't go down when, when load shedding happens. Um, everyone stays. How wonderful is that? <laughs> yeah, we're just going to have to sort out something for the winter time. Each, each unit at Eastbury has a fireplace, a wood burning mm -hmm. fireplace, um, heated blankets for the winter. We're going to have to just monitor that, that our batteries don't get sucked <laughs> or we'll have to add new batteries. But um, we're looking at... It just sounds so cozy, Jenny. It sounds amazing. <laughs> that's that's more or less what the, the the reviews are. You know, we 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 cozy and I've had a lot of people say that it's very peaceful and and um, and our position is great because we're close to the village, walking distance down to the seafront, the cliff paths. Uh, the Mayflower is just up the road from very famous, or shall I say, popular Fix Pool restaurant. And mm -hmm. uh, and then Eastbury is is just up the road, down the road from um, the old harbour and all the other restaurants that are situated in the centre of town, in the centre of the village. So our position is great. Our tourists can walk. Some of them come, they leave their, they give back their rented cars and they walk from there onwards. So our position is great. How phenomenal, Jenny. So what's it like waking up in this beautiful space? What's a typical morning like for you? 
Ah, goodness me. Well, you can hear the sea and you can smell the sea. It's quite peaceful. Um, you've got all the fresh air, the champagne air of Amana surrounding you. Um, it's it's a very relaxed uh, uh, day, really, um, eating the guests and enjoying chatting with them. Uh, yeah, it's it's lovely. I've... Uh, I was terribly nervous when I got divorced and I realized I had to look, look after myself and my two boys who were very young. And uh, the, the accommodation business has just been absolutely super. So um, I'm very well, grateful. Well, you did what you do at the times of great strain. You pivoted, a word we learned during COVID. <laughs> you yes, pivoted, yes. reinvented, you re-energized. And I think that is the the true resilience of the tourism sector is that people are able to embrace change and find a new way of doing things. And it's really a blessed sector to be in, Jenny. And yeah, it sounds no, like a great job of doing that. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm living my dream of following my painting career. So I'm, I'm really enjoying I it. I see that you have your best friend, Janet. You know, all Janets are great friends, I must tell you. And she manages your Eastbury cottage so that you and Graham can focus on the Mayflower. And what kind of paintings do you do? You know, I'm actually a museum management specialist by training. I'm a curator. Oh, goodness. Yes. So I can, um, I'd be very interested to hear what kind of paintings you do. And I'm just interested in art and culture generally. So tell us what you yes. do. What's your medium? Uh, I paint mostly in acrylics. I started off in oil paints, uh, but I'm too impatient. I can't wait for it to dry to do the next layer. <laughs> so <laughs> I paint in acrylics. Um, I'm a textile designer by trade. So okay. um, I'm, uh, my, my paintings are, are quite alive and full of color. You can probably see the one in the background. Um, and... Uh, since Art in the Park started, which is the first Sunday of every uh, month, and then long weekends, uh, we exhibit at Art in the Park. Um, I've, I have a, a mission, you know, to, to get my work done. And uh, yes, so I'm, I'm kind of moving from uh, intricate florals into the more abstract. And uh, I'm trying to follow that. And I'm actually doing a a palette knife course with Yvette Bionica this weekend, which I'm really looking forward to. And that's going to be quick and, you know, slap the paint on. I'm looking forward Interesting. to that. <laughs> yes. Well, Jenny, how wonderful that you get to live your dream, that you get to embrace all of these changes. They really are a testimony to your resilience and your, and your can-do attitude, which is oh, phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, and I wish you all the best with Eastbury, with Mayflower, with Glenn, your new love, uh, with Graham. Uh, Graham, your new Graham, love. Graham yes. I'm confused <laughs> there. I'm sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> Graham is a new love. Oh, no, that's fine. And of course, with your beautiful painting. How, how wonderful. Thank you. So thank you for sharing your little piece of paradise in Hermanus with us. It's exactly these kinds of stories that make Hermana so special. And you're definitely one of those personalities in the town that has made a name for herself and 
really carved out something and, and navigated and pivoted and, you know, embraced the changes and continued. The constant in your life is definitely harmonious. Oh, thank you, Janet. Thank you very much. And thank you for giving it's me a big the chance pleasure. to chat to you. And uh, good luck with your show. It looks lovely. And I'll, we'll all follow you on Facebook. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely come visit you at the studio and at the guest house when next we are there. Yes, please do so. You're very welcome. And Art wow. in the Park on the first Sunday. <laughs> yes, a good reason okay. to come, for sure. All Jenny, right. love chatting to you. All the best. We'll see you in Hermanus. Thank you, Janet. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Rudolf van der Berg was raised on a farm on the Free State and attended Central High School in Bloemfontein. He's done quite a migration to Hermanus and there have been lots of stops along the way. He attended the Chef Diploma course at the Institute of Culinary Arts in Stellenbosch and gained valuable insight in London. He spent time at one of the key properties in Harmanis called the Marine Hotel and various other fine, re fine dining restaurants in the Western Cape. Rudolph's appetite for business led him back to Harmanis as a consultant for Burgundy Restaurant in 2010. And with many changes along the way, he is now the owner of Burgundy Restaurant. He will tell us about the story that brought him there. We're very pleased to have Rudolph on the show with us. And Burgundy is definitely one of those, what they call breakfast at Tiffany spots, because you can't go to Harmanis and not have a meal or a drink uh, or a sundowner at Burgundy. It really is quite a special part of the world. Rudolph, welcome to our show, Drink Setting with Janet. What a wonderful journey you've had in this culinary world. Thank you so much, Janet. Yes, it's been a, it's been it's been an interesting um, 23 years for me, um, and it's such a privilege to be involved with Burgundy Restaurant. It's such an established uh, business, and um, we've been I've been involved with Burgundy for over 12 years, um, but but back as owner the last nine years, and um, it's it's such an icon position, and 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 it's such a lovely place to be at, um, especially during well, well season. And also the rest of the year, I mean, um, we've got two bad months and that's June and July, but then all of us go on holiday. But the rest of the year, we've got so much tourism um, happening in Hermanus and, and so many swallows that visits um, Hermanus from Europe every year. That's wonderful. Rudolf, I mean, it's been quite a journey, right? So um, London, Bloemfontein, Stellenbosch, and now Hermanus. Um, Tell us about what that has been like for you. Uh, Janet, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So as a young boy, I started making um, uh, jaffles uh, over weekends and, and selling them in the street. So there was always a, a, a sense uh, or a longing to, to do business. And then I, then I decided to, to really get a good base and, and, and start a chef's career for the first 12, 14 years of my life after school. And I was privileged enough to, to, to um, be part of the ICAs um, in Stellenbosch, which laid a wonderful foundation for me. Um, but not only the kitchen, but, but the whole hospitality side of it to, to deal with people is... is it's a, it's a great it's a great passion for me 
and to make people feel better about themselves when they when they walk through your restaurant doors. So it was a it was it was a privilege to work in London. I got a birch fee to to go over there and work uh, for Peter Gotkins. And uh, we we also spent some time in in famous kitchens like Gordon Ramsay, um, Eastern Blumenthal from the Fat Duck, and we got exposed to such lovely and amazing chefs and 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 produce in London. And then I came back um, to Cape Town and I spent some time in Five Flies, uh, one of the busiest restaurants I've ever been, and um, and and then to, the, to to a few other restaurants in Cape Town. Um, but I always had a love of Amonis, and I and I moved back to Amonis in 2003, met my wife, and uh, spent four years in restaurants in Amonis, um, and as a young chef also at Burgundy. And then I decided to move to uh, to Limpopo province, and we had the privilege to well, I had the privilege to be the executive chef for for uh, Camp Jabulani. We did elephant back safaris, and we hosted a lot of famous Hollywood stars. Um, and it was such a challenge to cook so far out in the bush, but it was amazing. It was an amazing experience, but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I decided to come back to Amanis and pursue Burgundy restaurant. And I've been back now for 12 years. Um, and of the last nine years, I've been involved with Burgundy as Anna. Ralph, what a phenomenal thing for you. And what an adventure it must have been too, because here you are back in Hermanus, a place that you love being in and in a beautiful spot, which you cannot miss. It is like at the center of everything that happens. Yeah. Your restaurant is slap bang there in the middle of the, the area, uh, you know, the walkway opposite the sea, the views are staggering and it's almost like people migrate there. They just find their way, you know, and it's become so popular. So maybe you can share with our listeners what the menu is like, what the menu looks like, and um, they can then get a, a sense of what to expect when they head out to you. Yes, I think many years ago, the Burgundy restaurant was known as a, as a fine dining establishment. Um, 1988, uh, the Burgundy restaurant was established. Um, and over the years, uh, we realized that uh, there is, in every town, there is a need for a fine dining restaurant. But because of our big alfresco area, the big outside seating, we moved away from, from, from fine dining to more a bistro-style restaurant that's more family-friendly. And, and the menu, uh, the, the customers that walk through our door really dictates the menu. So we've got, we've got a, lot, a lot of local people that, that, that support us. And then we've got a lot of swallows and Europeans through the years. So over the years, we need we need, we had to establish what is it that that makes everybody happy. So we really focus on on on, on a lot of fresh fresh salads, uh, and then the big focus at Burgundy, of course, is is seafood because we're so close to to the ocean, and we're really famous for our seafood pasta. It's something I've cooked. Um, for, for many years, and I've I've always had a passion for a good seafood pasta. You know, a lot of restaurants, a lot of restaurants in the older days used to just use a tomato base and a marinara mix. But we've uh, mm -hmm. we've we we developed a pesto, a red pepper and cashew nut pesto that really complements the fresh seafood that goes into the pasta. Our beer batter, hake and chips are famous uh, all over South Africa. We use local old harbor lager. Um, to make our batter, it's really a simple dish, but it's it's something something that that 
um, has gained tremendous popularity over the last few years. And then, of course, we, we've got one of the biggest abalone farms um, in, in the country, in Armanas. And uh, we decided to, to because we, you can't get wild abalone, to, to have a more sustainable form of, 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 of abalone, which is green on the SASE list. Um, so we make, we make a green, we make a, a sassy green abalone dish on the menu that we, we serve with um, some coconut flavored jasmine rice. And, and um, we also use some pull abalones, the little baby ones that, that, that doesn't grow quick enough on the farm. And they, 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 they taught it for us. And then we use it as, as a, as a garnish for the abalone dish. And then of course, we really, introduced a lot of vegan options um, because that is something that you cannot ignore um, so all our vegan customers are, are very very welcome at burgundy um, and then our desserts are spectacular we've got the famous milk tot a pancake with the milk tot filling that you referred to earlier um, a big eat we've got a big bakery in our in 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 at burgundy restaurant so all our all our cakes and breads are, are baked freshly on the premises and the big butters and sardas that we cannot bake ourselves. Um, I've got a good friend um, in town that bakes it for us and it gets delivered to us um, every morning. And then obviously the focus is really on sustainable, fresh options to use. Uh, I had a, I did a post about three days ago um, of a boat that came in and, and, and we, were, we were offered some of the most incredible fresh cobbleyo. So, so I've got a big, good relationship with, with quite a few guys that own boats, commercial, commercial boats, and, and we buy directly off the, off the boats. We don't go through other suppliers because then I know exactly what the trace of the fish is and, 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 and I know how to handle the fish. So the fish hasn't been handled with, with, the, with, with two or three suppliers in, in the chain. it sounds like there's something for everybody in your restaurant and very diverse tastes and a huge offering so many choices um from starters to mains and desserts and light meals i think that uh, this service offering actually attracts families and you know people who are just wanting to have a coffee and watch the sea uh with something sweet to enjoy with it so it's uh, really quite a nice comprehensive menu and I think that all the various things that you've mentioned like your beer battered cake, your seafood pasta, are all of those lead items which draw people but people come back for the things that their friends and family ordered that they didn't get to taste and they keep coming back and that's really yeah. this of great success because whenever I've passed there it's always been super busy and popular and that's wonderful to know. And what a fabulous journey. Um, well, thanks, Janet. If I, if I may add, I, I, always, I always say that we are, we are not necessarily an occasion restaurant. We're an everyday eatery. You know, whether you want to bring um, business friends, we accommodate you. Whether you just want to pop in for a piece of cake and a good cappuccino, um, you're welcome. You know, so, so we, we start early in the morning. We start at 7 o'clock. And then uh, we are open through to dinner until um, so the kitchen closes at 9, 9.30 at night. So we really, we really open every day of the, of the year, except Christmas Day and, and New Year's Day. Then I give my staff um, a little bit of a break in that busy, busy, busy time. 
And then what I've realized also over the last few few years, the last two years, is we also a restaurant that welcomes people to come and sit and work on their laptops. You know, a busy restaurant attracts more people. You know, so we don't mind if people sit here the whole day and just have a cup of coffee because we've got enough room to accommodate everybody. And through that, you meet new customers and 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 more potential business. And all the local businesses also use our, our venue for, for corporate corporate meetings and functions, uh, which we cater for. So we really, uh, everyday eatery, we, the answer is always yes at Burgundy. And if, if we don't have it on the menu, we can always make a plan. So um, yeah, we're a yes restaurant. <laughs> I love that. I love that you refer to Burgundy as a re yes restaurant. There certainly are many things on the menu that I've seen that I would say yes to again. It's been most <laughs> delightful chatting to you, Rudolph. And, you know, it's, I, I've lost count of the number of times we've eaten there. We've eaten there en route to somewhere else. We've eaten when we've been there uh, just in Hermanus. So it's definitely a place one can come back to over and over again. And I'm sure that you're Patrons will agree. Um, well done on this beautiful spot. Wishing you all the best as you as you further navigate the months ahead. And uh, I must say, we were really impressed with your staff. They are gracious and so on the ball. Uh, I always ask for chili. <laughs> I always ask for chili. So I asked for chili with my pasta. And I was so sort of expecting green chopped chili just floating in oil and I got the most yeah. amazing chili paste. I'm so, yeah, that is homemade and, and, and I always get so frustrated when I order chili in a restaurant because there's no effort that goes into the chili. Um, we, we first roast spices and then and then we get the best possible chilies and then cook it together. So it's really just, I'm so glad that you've picked that up. <laughs> so the chili went from my table to the next table and then Someone in our group took that chili home because she said it was too good to leave behind. So just yeah. so that you know, your <laughs> Thank chili you. is up <laughs> So well done. <laughs> Rudolph, wishing you great, great days ahead. What a wonderful spot. A happy, you know, really the epitome of all that is happiness. Close to the sea. Lots of great food. Good staff. Happy people. Well done. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much, Janet. It's a privilege. Have a nice day. Alf, all the best. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.